Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 96, as we're sitting here on a Sunday evening. The Jets got their first victory of the uh, NFL season. The Giants are 2-0, and I don't think MSG wants anyone to know that the Rangers played two, uh, I guess they were just, you know, rookie games against the Philadelphia Flyers, but hush-hush, because they definitely didn't want you to know about it. And kind of a bizarre, you know, way of handling something that you should be really advertising out there as an organization, uh, especially a team like the New York Ranger who, Rangers, who have some of the most up-and-coming prospects around the league. So uh, I guess I have to start this podcast off with Andy. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I had a it was a beautiful day out today. Uh, my wife and I went out shopping earlier, and then we went out for dinner and had some delicious, delicious, delicious. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. it was I, we went to this place that was almost like a fusion of like Cantonese, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of Himalayan food. It was like it was delicious. Whatever we we had, it was like a fusion restaurant or type deal, but. Um, but yeah, good day, obviously, for New York sports. Uh, I believe the Yankees, the Jets, the Giants, uh, and the Mets all won, right? I think, I think it was a clean sweep. Clean for sweep Sunday. for New York sports, yeah, for, for, uh, for Sunday. So good day for New York sports. Uh, you know, like James had mentioned, the Rangers did play back-to-back uh, prospect scrimmages, which I'm going to preface saying this right now. They ultimately do not mean anything. They are scrimmages. So the result is unimportant. What is important, however, is the fact that, you know, this is every other team in the league goes out of their way to bring this content to their fans. When they're having scrimmages at their, uh, if they have scrimmage games or between inter squad games or hell, if they're playing other teams, they stream it, they collaborate with the other team, they get it done, they put a stream up. So the first game on Friday wasn't even streamed by either team, but the the one on Saturday was going to be streamed. So you're like, oh, okay, that's you know, even the Flyers who were hosting it technically, both games were in Lehigh Valley, where the Phantoms play. 
So the flyers weren't. So you're like, okay, whatever. But they were doing the one on Saturday. So they were probably like, you know what? We Let's get it on because it was going to be on TV. So you understand why they maybe wouldn't uh, go out of their way to like then just try to set up a stream for the first one if they were going to have it on television, the second one with good quality. Here's the problem, though. As a Rangers fan and not having access to not paying for Phil, Comcast in Philly, because why would you live in New York? Uh, you didn't have access to watch these games. You had no idea. So at that point, you say to yourself, well, that's disappointing, especially when the Rangers social media accounts tweeting out all this content like of like Matthew Roberts reading the lineup card for a game that you can't even fucking watch. <laughs> and it, it's you and I so many times on this podcast, we've bemoaned. It's always the same thing. They just do such a bad job. It's almost like they think because they're an original six team that they don't have to try or that it's not that it doesn't matter. You're going to watch anyway. So why waste time and effort? And it's always but it's everywhere. It's ever, like, you know, they, they're such a late adopters. They've only now started doing some of the like behind the draft thing, you know, things that featurettes that other teams do and all this stuff. But it's never it's always very surface level. And just, you know, they keep everything under close. It's just the way this organization has always been, whereas like other teams are showing them literally in the draft room debating like we who are we going to take at number three overall or whatever you know what i mean and it's just everything is always so performatively surface level with this team sometimes at least as it terms in the way they they cater to their fan base so i don't know i just seems like they have more resources than other teams they have more money there's no reason they shouldn't be able to have a better uh, fan-facing social media presence. There's no reason that anytime they have a like a prospect scrimmage against another team, mind you, that they you know in the past what they've had it st- literally it would be streamed on Periscope, a free fucking program by some by one an intern, a social media intern on their iPhone. It's ridiculous. Like it's 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 just ridiculous and. So obviously now, and that's the other thing. Last, I think what made me more mad was the fact that they were posting, like, you know, sorry, as uh, a fire truck, go, as I'm always quick you. to remind people. Yeah, he's they they hear I'm spitting hot fire, so they hear it. They're coming, they're coming to douse me in, in water. Um, but yeah, the fact that they're posting things like uh, Matthew Robertson reading the lineup for a game that we can't even fucking watch. And they didn't even recap it on this. If you couldn't watch it, they didn't say like, Oh, uh, whatever, like this person to the box, like this person scores a goal two on one, whatever. And the score, like, why? Like, what's the, I just don't understand what the, if you're, I would almost rather than pretended it didn't even happen and just say, well, it's a prospect game or whatever, but it's, it just doesn't make any any fucking sense to me. It's just it's so weird, and it's like at that point, if you were yeah, I, I was just making fun of them for having the the kid with the you know whoever's uh, whatever intern they get to watch, to stream it on Periscope. But you can't you cannot show this content for this thing. It's not like it's practice where they'll be like, yeah, you show a little clip of them from practice that looks pretty good. But obviously, I don't need to watch practice. I understand that, but. Don't show like it's go time in them walking down the tunnel for a game you can't fucking watch. It's 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 just it boggles the mind. And I'm I'm sorry that this is what's got me so hot. I just think it's literally it's just not and all Rangers fans were saying that. it's just it doesn't make any sense. And I think if you were you could you did have access to like listen to it on the radio, but again, 
it's unfair that every other team in the league, I think, gets access to this stuff and they can watch it on stream and on their team's website. They clearly put the link, watch here. It's great quality and all that. And here it's like, yes, it's going to be on TV for Comcast. But Some of them looked like actual NHL games. Yeah, because they care. Like every time the Buffalo Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres, like half the time they end up playing themselves like they do blue. They just one half their prospects worth the 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 you know, they wear the home and the other one wears the away and they scrimmage themselves and they still broadcast it like it's a like a good broadcast. They have the play by play and it's not that it's not the, the the actual play by play people, but they find they either use the AHL team, whoever does their AHL affiliate or or someone within, you know, or an intern. Who cares? But they do it because they know their fans want to see it. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's the thing. I think other organizations figure out how to do more content with less resources, whereas the Rangers never do anything and they're like well it doesn't matter because no matter what you're still gonna pay um you know 130 bucks for two p- tickets to a preseason game or this or that you know what i mean it's just it's insulting do you think, do you think it's dolan like first well no well, i don't think me, it's dolan sorry go ahead but no well uh, it's just like i shouldn't say just dolan but do you think it's just overall management making this decision because you know, there's so many different options nowadays. It's not like this needs to be on like television. I can understand, okay, we don't have the time slot or the money and, you know, MSG doesn't want to lose out on, you know, Jesus, the World Series of Poker. Um, <laughs> I, I think Stat Boy Steven well, has like, well, yeah. the only thing that's on MSG is like poker. And reruns uh, from old Ranger games. Yeah, and all, and they just have gambling shows, which is 100% true. It's all it is, is, is you know, just gambling shows. And, uh, and you know, it, for me, it's like, listen, a majority of the people and the fans of the New York Rangers are not going to watch this. That's completely, I understand th- that mentality of like, well, we don't need to go above and beyond. But you know how easy it is to just throw it up on any They're, streaming service yeah uh, like it like you can broadcast can't you broadcast it live on twitter yes you, you, and i was making fun of the periscope but that's the thing if if you get a 12 pro max which is the newest or actually no i think they're up to the iphone 13 that's pretty good quality if you, as long as you make sure your internet connection is stable you can tweet that game pretty good you can bot you can go if you're in new york you can go to Best Buy, you can go to B&H, whatever, and you can buy a little like tripod that you put your iPhone on that just swivels left and right. And you literally just have an intern, press record to stream it, and then just follow the play. It doesn't have to pan in and out. It doesn't have to, you don't have to zoom in and out. You don't have to, you know, you literally just swivel and pan left and right. That's it. That's all you have to do. It And it costs you nothing. You can do this, but the, they just don't. And that's the thing. They have they have money, more money and more resources than other teams. And you see it into some of the stuff they produce. But it's like they would rather put money into like I don't know. It's just they just yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if it's a function of the Rangers wanting to be a little bit more wanting that keep organizationally keeping a little mystery and separation between the fans and the team. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what it is. Obviously, like you said, as far as the MSG, I don't expect them to put on an MSG network. I get that. It's a prospect game. No, you but there's I mean? like six of them now. You couldn't, I mean, realistically, especially because, 
I, don't you get MSG down in Philadelphia? Like, wouldn't you want like you're going to get probably Flyer fans watching it that live yeah. in, the, in metropolitan area too? Yeah, if you're if, a, if you're a Jersey fan, you get MSG. If you're if you're a fan like like you're from like a, you know uh, Western New Jersey, of course, you know. So it's just it's it's just so like you said, so easy to do and just do the bare minimum. And then but they just don't do that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like. At no point has whoever takes over for the new social media position been like, hey, like talk to the people. Just say like who asked their boss like, hey, is there a reason we don't have like a, a like a live barn type camera in the performance at the at the training facility? You know what I mean? You like think I understand they want you it for themselves. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. You think you'd be able to want to watch rewatch things if you know from, especially if something happened and they wanted to like go back to the tape. You know, it's like where where did they fuck up on that play, or or if you know was if God forbid there's an incident and they need clarification about what happened. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah, it's so weird that they don't. And you know, obviously, as you said, Stat Boy Steve and other fans on on Twitter have been saying the same thing. It's just they don't they put literally no effort into it. And again. You know, obviously, you spoke about MSG Networks. How they're, you know, they're trying to run, um, and then, oh, and not to go on a tangent. That's another thing. So apparently, the right now, if you want to stream MSG, you have to use MSG Go. Right? right, that app is horrible. It's inefficient. It's slow. It crashes all the time. There's always weird lockouts. Even if you are, it's like you could be on the road trying to watch it from another another state. Sometimes even watching in Brooklyn, it's like you are, it tells me like for some reason it shows up my IP like in another place. It's not. And I'm not someone who uses like, I don't use like a fake IP address or anything. I'm not one of those people. And it's still being like, well, you are out of market. You cannot watch this game or this game is not available. For people. It just fucks. It just sucks. So now apparently they're going to, they're going to, you go to a new thing so you can watch it anywhere. You just pay instead of having the network, you know, on your cable provider, you can just pay for it. But who? How good is that going to be? It's probably going to suck as well. You know what I mean? It's probably going to have the same problems. It's just it's frustrating. I think they just know that you're going to give them your money because you want to watch either the Knicks or the Rangers, or to a lesser extent, the Devils or uh, the Islanders or whatever. And they just don't they don't put in the effort. Whereas the other teams are like, hey, we're our rookies are you know we're the Ottawa Senators rookies are going to be playing the Dallas stars. So go to sends.com or whatever. And we were going to stream it and it looks great. It doesn't look like TV quality, but it's just a little step under it. That's the thing we live. It's not like 10, 10, even five years ago. It's like your iPhone, the quality of video you can stream on your iPhone is crazy now with filters and like, you could even FaceTime a server or something. You know what I mean? It's good quality. It's like, you can, have some good there are things you can do that are easy you know like i'm not even telling them to get like a dslr set up and try to figure out how to do that i'm just saying just just try to figure out a better way to do it on an iphone uh, i know i've been ranting about this too long but it's it's really frustrating it's super maddening it's one of those things that this team is always saying trying to get you know invest future blue invest in the future this and that it's like rookies got whatever and then but they don't do the one thing their fans actually want it's really frustrating well i, I mean you should be frustrated because it's it's one of those things where 
you know, listen, the New York Rangers, we went through the rebuild. They wrote us a letter saying, you know, stick with, you know, stick with us. You know, we're rebuilding something here. You should be excited about, you know, the future, um, you know, excited about our youth. And yet they still haven't bridged the gap. And listen, I can understand being kind of late to the party and not streaming everything right away. But, you know, for the New York Rangers not to just even put up anything is really bizarre. I mean, are the Knicks like this putrid when it comes to? Well, I, I know, I know, like, there's not really like a. I don't. Is there like prospects in basketball? Like, I know they have the D League, but. Yeah, well, I think I think that's the thing. I just think in general uh, that the NBA has more, like, like their rookies do play in summer league, which has amazing coverage already. The in, that's the thing. The infrastructure is there for the NBA to like, you know, just to have that stuff more accessible. Like, they don't really do too many. You know, I think practice for them, they'll do simulated scrimmages, but of course, you don't want to see that. But if you if whenever a team rookies are playing another team, it's summer league, and they're trying to. There, there was a whole thing, like with the whole. Now that the, the rumors are finally going to bring a basketball team to Vegas, you know, to follow uh, the Golden Knights and the Raiders. Like, but the you know summer league has been there this whole time, and that was that whole thing was obviously an audition for the appetite of that, and it already became a thing. So, but the infrastructure's there, whereas the NHL, it's a little, it's not that. I mean. You would imagine because I, I think it was I forget if it was um, either Puck Soup or um, or Thirty Two Thoughts who were talking about it, but basically saying that you know speculating will the NHL follow suit and do a summer league of their own with rookies? I think it was Puck Soup. I think it was Ryan Lambert who was saying it. But I mean, if you, if there was a summer t- a tournament and dead in the center of summer when there's no hockey, that was just teams' prospects. Like, like, think of Traverse City, but it, it's every single team in the NHL. Their prospect team goes. I you know mean, what I mean? Yeah. They, uh, they, I, let's I, say I, they play. Let's say they play. Uh, like they each play. You know, they play every team in their division once. So let's say they play five, whatever. You know, I know it's over. Let's say it's over the span of three weeks or two weeks or whatever it is. They'll play. You know, I don't know. Or I don't know. I forget even what the summer league format is, but no, but like, not even you, every team. You can experiment with like a win is three points. Uh, you know, uh, a tie is one point. You know what I mean? Like a loss yeah. is zero. Like you maybe can, you randomly match up, you know, a, a team in the East with a team in the West. Right. Or if they're all going to literally... be the same thing, just do like a lottery of who like what the divisions are. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. So I'm just trying to think about the least number of games you could get this done in if you didn't want it to be too big of a bracket having every team in the NHL. So it's well, like, well, well, there's 30, especially because there's 32 teams now. So it could be even, right? Yeah. Just do the top four and with a tiebreaker being like yeah, four. That's it. That's it. That's it. And it's yeah. over, but it happened and your team got the coverage and it's all streaming on, uh, it's either on ESPN or, which I'm sure they would do if they had that. Because ESPN is, you know, I think ESPN just had just started an agreement with like the Swedish Hockey League, the SHL. So there's no reason they shouldn't do, you know. So I don't know. It's just again. And, and so I think you'd get. I think you'd get. A, I'm not saying. I mean, you got to look at like the rank availability. You can't run just games 24/7 on one rank. 
So there would have to be, you know, multiple spots of which. Yeah, you'd have to almost have a, a complex that had two rinks. So to give the ice time to recover, you could resurface it and let it get, you know. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it'll it be not the greatest because it's just in the summer and I'm sure you're not going to be, um, you know, you're not going to be getting the, the best quality of ice at all these different facilities or whatever. But that's like besides the point. The fact is that you can grow the game that way. Just stream it. You know, I, I think you'll get a ton of eyeballs just watching it. And, you know, the division, you can literally advertise the divisions. We're so obsessed with advertising and getting revenue and money. Just you can have a chase division. You can have a friggin', you know, Benjamin Moore division. Like, you know, you can, you know, I don't want to use the word I was going to use, but you can, you know, basically sell your soul to the devil here and, you know, do four divisions. They're all randomly picked in a lottery system of what teams play in the division this way it's kind of all mixed up and then yeah you know run run a tournament have a couple rinks in the area i'm sure you'll get you know if you do a place like vegas i'm sure you'll get the casual fan hockey fan being like oh i need to check this out you know and it doesn't even have to be like full game it can be three 15 minute periods it doesn't have to be the full 20 like you can it doesn't need to be like the NHL, it can be its own thing. This is where you can experiment with rules. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, that you might are thinking about with the NHL just to get an idea, you know, there's different things you can absolutely do. And it's just, it's, it's insane that, you know, listen, NFL is always going to be King cause they have the gambling aspect. It's just the scores and how it works with touchdowns being six points, extra points, field goals, you know, they're just going to be the king of gambling. So, you know, your job is not to compete and, and try to be the NFL. You got to be your own thing here. And, you know, getting exposure from these youth players, you know, is, is part of growing the game. Like you got to grow every aspect of it. You can't just pick and choose. It can't just be, well, we're going to have the Rangers play the Bruins on a nationally televised game. That's how we're, we're going to grow the game. Like, cool <laughs> like we've been doing that since the the 60s please like yeah. there's got to be different things that that you can do you know yeah no then, and sorry not to cut you off no no but, no, no, no no but you you i think you hit the nail on the head is that it's 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 got to be almost an all or nothing approach you know what i mean i just think you either are invested in these things or not you can't just every time have a conversation well is it worth our while or is it this or like what is I just think if you have the mindset of thinking what is literally the amount of as much content as we can like, but like, you know, valuable content, because the good thing about whatever you can say, like, oh, we have let's let's get the crew ready and coming out of practice, we're going to ask everyone a question about like their favorite pet or something. It's just like these are ways, very easy ways to get tangible eyes on your product and get familiarity with players that will soon be on your team. So God forbid your team to say, you know, what, we're stripping it down or whatever. We're going to, well, then if you're a fan of whatever team is rebuilding or the San Jose Sharks or whoever is like, you know what, they or the Winnipeg Jets in light of uh, this week's news <laughs> being like, yeah, they're going to trade Blake Wheeler and all these other guys. But like, you know, uh, I'm really excited to watch you know, uh, whoever, you know, whoever, I'm, I'm blanking on their prospects names, 
they have some nasty ones, but you know what I mean? Like, cause there's the, you've built, you took the time to build a familiarity, like watch our prospect game. Our team is going to suck on ice on, uh, you know, our main team, the big club's going to suck this year. However, watch this kid who is literally just bodying, you know, other fellow NHL prospects. He's going to be so good. You know what I mean? So at least, and he's going to get some playing time as we, you know, so at least it's like, you're not seeing if at the very least it's like, you know, it's helping to ease the blow of being like, well, I might, you know, I was thinking about getting rid of my season tickets, but if I get to watch this, the future of this team, you know, blossom in front of my eyes, then maybe I won't. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, full disclosure, I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to audio quality. I basically always have a pair of headphones in my ears. Uh, I'm either editing this podcast, recording this podcast, listening to music, listening to other podcasts. And I do all this when I'm working out, uh, walking around the streets of New York City, riding the subway, riding the bike, running for exercise. Uh, And recently, it's been an amazing experience. Um, And do you know why? Because I've been using my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds to do all of it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever, and with their optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, they are so comfortable, they will not budge. Uh, Trust me, like I said, when I'm running, riding the bike, just moving all out and about, they do not move an inch. Raycons give up to eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. And they're priced just right because you get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Like I said earlier, I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to audio. So Raycon's three customizable sound profiles are perfect for me. If I want more bass, I can get it. If I want less bass, I can get it. If I want more highs, I can get them. Uh, I can just basically tailor it to the type of music I'm listening to and just how I'm feeling on any given day. Right now, go to buyraycon.com and use code THPN15 and get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com, code THPN15. I mean, what better way to expose some of your, you know, youth and, and their talent when up against other kids their age? You know, you're so, these players are so unpredictable. Like, it's really tough. And, you know, there, there are some that are definitely shoe-ins that are NHL players. But, you know, if you look down the line, you know, the, the surprises that come out of nowhere, they're, they're, there's few of them. 
So what better way to expose some of these players than play in a month and a half long tournament out in Las Vegas where they're having, you know, the time of their life and, you know, they, they go on a hot streak and, you know, they gain a name for themselves and you kind of find out what type of player they are. Like, and let's just say, you know, you, you play 12 games, right? It's 12 games to win the whole championship, whatever. And, you know, you get a player that scores, you know, 15 goals, seven assists, makes a huge name for himself. Now people are following him. You learn about this player. Otherwise, you might have had a pretty low on your, you know, on your depth chart. And, you know, it, you know, otherwise he would have never gotten that exposure, especially during the summer. And, you know, why do you have to wait for an AHL season to kind of grow some of these players and get to know them? You know, you might as well play a tournament where, you know, these kids will be excited playing in Vegas, having the time of their life. And, you know, they get an opportunity to, you know, show their skills off against, you know, all the other prospects around the league. I think I think it would be huge for them. And I think, you know, especially for not just the New York Rangers, but, for, you know, for the organizations that, you know, sometimes struggle with, you know, you know, f- you know, fans showing up to games and stuff like that. I think, you know, it's a different, you know, aspect of, of, of hockey that, you know, nobody's seen before. And that's how you, you know, gain a few eyeballs, you know, without a doubt, there, there will be someone in Vegas, there will be someone, you know, around the country, around the world that will tune into these games just to check it out and fall in love with a player who's, you know, having, you know, the tournament of their lifetime and they get exposure and, and they make the team, you know, there's so many good stories to be written if you did something like that. And it's a no brainer, but the NHL is just, I'm not going to say never. I'm sure they'll talk about it, but the reality is they're probably never going to do it because, you know, they're going to, agents are going to be like, well, I don't want my player getting hurt. You know, and then he's got to be, he's got to be at his cottage in Muskoka. He can't possibly do it. Um, Yeah. I think, that's basically it. You're right. That's never going to change in that sense. I don't think they would ever do something like that. It's just endless. I, I obviously understand hockey itself is such a gruel. The NHL season is such a grind that their prospects are probably, you know, they need the time off just as much as, uh, I you know, I think, I think if you ask the prospects, they would have a totally different view than, well, the, well, it's funny. The old yeah. school guys, because if you told a prospect who's 18, 19 years old, Hey, do you want to go to Vegas for a month and a half and uh, play in this prospect tournament? Yeah, They'd all be expensive like, paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> like, that's I, true. Um, you're absolutely right. I, I, you know, I, I think they even because with the World Juniors, I think uh, they interviewed Brandon Othman, and he said he had a to- grand total of 11 days off from hockey this year. You know, and but he said he, you know, he felt it. It was good for him. So. So yeah, um, yeah. Again, we've been talking about this for a half an hour, and which is my fault. But you know, in a nutshell, it, it's the fans would. To your point, James, I think the fans want to see it. And I mean, obviously, yes, no two prospects are alike. But you know, a, a prospect. Well, he's not a prospect anymore. But Trevor Zegras or or Mason McTavish, maybe a better example, is the type of prospect that can you will you will tune in to watch because they are special. They have that you know, or you know, the Devils are are doing a great job of like, you know, Alexander Holtz 
had a brief call for the Devils and he just wasn't ready. So they sent him back down, but he was, he was torching the AHL. And they're basically saying, this kid's going to pop one day. And they just, they're highlighting him to the best of their ability. They're doing a great job. So now Devil fans are like, they're excited for him coming eventually. You know what I mean? So, and that's what it is. I mean, it's just the name of the game. So you, hopefully they get their heads, heads out of their asses and the, the, the league as a whole figures that out. Um, I did want to ask you about something I touched on earlier because it's just very interesting. Uh, I, I'm sure by now you saw that uh, the Winnipeg Jets have stripped the C from Andrew Ladd. You saw that, right? Yes. Or not Andrew. Andrew what is it? Andrew, well, not Andrew. Blake Wheeler. Excuse yeah. me, Andrew Ladd. I know you're. That's I two caps ago. Uh, yeah. So he they stripped the the C from him, and then they hold a press conference, which he's a part of, basically saying they want to expand the leadership group. Um, obviously, there's been rumors for years that that dress that locker room has been toxic um obviously going back to you know evander kane and dustin bufflin feuding uh players like you know jacob truba and uh, patrick line literally forcing their way out you know just about talks about clicks and bullying and you know whatever so um but so yeah so now this happens they're they're, they're gonna have a new coach this year you know, obviously after after Paul Maurice um, it left the team last year, who's he's going to be in Florida now. So new new coaching staff. Uh, they're clearly they're going to tank this year. They're going to sell off some players. I think that's should be apparent, right? I mean, well, I, I that's why I want to ask, what is your takeaway from this? And even the, like, do you think this is a big indictment on Blake Wheeler as a captain? Or do you think it's just kind of the unfortunate reality of like, well, we're going to trade him, you know? But if they were going to trade him, then they probably would have just left it on and just said, hey, listen, we're trading our captain. Other teams did it, you know, so I just don't understand. Yeah, what, what is your take on this whole situation uh-huh. in Winnipeg? Um, hmm. I mean, listen. They, I, I Listen, they, they're going to be bad this year. They're probably, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that they, you know, if you look at the roster, you know, they got some guys that can play, obviously, Kyle Connor and, you know, Ellers and, and you know, Shifley and, and, and Wheeler. You know, they got prospects that, you know, have come up, you know, Cole Perfetti and stuff like that that they drafted the last couple of years. Um, you know, to strip them from the C, I, maybe it's one of those things where they're doing it to kind of, you know, motivate the guys in the locker room. You know, I, I think if you look at this team, obviously they're going to, they're going to trade, they're going to be sellers at the deadline and they're going to trade some of their, uh, you know, core guys that they've had over the last, you know, geez, seven years. I'd say that those guys have been all together, Um, you know, and they've been pretty competitive. Uh, You know, they had a couple of runs in the playoffs. Uh, It didn't work out. And I think it's kind of time to move on. And, you know, I did see the interview and he said all the right things. I, I thought he was kind of mature about it and that the letter, you know, is not going to change, you know, how he approaches, uh, you know, the season and and, and how he handles himself and, and is, to, you know, wants to be still be a leader in the locker room and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, overall, it, it's tough, man. It's it's a business and, you know, there's relationships that we don't get to see behind closed doors and. You know, maybe they thought it would be easier to do it during the off season. You know, strip them of the sea. This way, it's not a narrative. Come 
toward, you know, the end of the season or, you know, halfway through the season when they're looking to deal him that, oh, the Jets are getting rid of their captain. They're blowing it all up. You know, it's kind of just softening the blow. Um, and maybe the focus of their team is not really on him, you know, um, or I should say the focus of, you know, their inability to win hockey games doesn't fall on him uh, directly. It's kind of like, well, you know, we're struggling here. We're trying our best, but I think it's time to move on from some of our core pieces. Now, I don't know how far they'll go. Like, I mean, you know, Blake Wheeler is 36, so he's definitely going to go. He's making 8.25 million, I think, uh, is what I read before. And, you know, I'm sure there's some other pieces that they'd probably like to get rid of. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's tough, Andy. I mean, do you think that this is more of like, do you agree with me? Like, I, I think they're more softening the blow of, you know, what they're expecting to do over the season. Yeah. I, I think I, that's kind of what my first thought was, but at the same time I was like, I just don't know because I feel like this it's one thing I think fans understand listen we're, we're we got to trade is hard for us we got to trade our captain and we'll have a big thank you but doing it before the season seemed like a real I don't know it seems like a real indictment on something either the way it's gone down there uh, do you, or because I do, do think I do think there was a bit of I think part of it is the fact that uh, they had a coach who's pro- who's been there forever because he was friends with management. So maybe they feel there, there's probably there's been, clearly been friction there a long time. I don't know if it's with the ownership over the fact that they were they refused to change. And that's not to say Shovel Dayoff is a bad coach, but like you look at the shelf life of a coach or excuse me, Shovel Dayoff, if uh, you know Paul Maurice, but he was how he was how long was he the coach there? Right? When was Paul Maurice's first? I, I gotta look this up. Yeah, when was his first year? With uh, Winnipeg, jeez, I'm I'm going to Wikipedia. So sorry, I know it's bad podcasting. 2014. So he's been with that team since 2014. Other than uh, John Cooper, he was like he was like one of the longest tenured coaches. That's a very long time, right? Like for an NHL coach, that's a that's an an, I would say that's for a coach that never won the won the cup. You know? Yeah, exactly. Cooper, the proof is in the pudding. You know, or whatever. He he at least he he got it done multiple times. And also Cooper is like an all time, you know, he's a great coach and he's a likable guy. Paul Maurice is kind of a he's funny, but he's a bit of an he's a bit of a, a like a, a dry guy, you know what I mean? So it's a it's tough to be around that for for so long. Um but and it's also, also too, it's also Winnipeg. So you gotta be careful just throwing out the coach, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you never know who you're gonna get. You might not you know, land the guy that you think you're gonna get. So you yeah. gotta be careful. And they so they missed the playoffs his first year. They lost in the first round the second year. They missed the playoffs next year. They missed the playoffs next year. Lost in the conference final, so a little success there. Lost in the first round. Lost in the qualifying round in the play-in. So they didn't even make the playoffs. Lost in the second round uh, this last year, or or sorry, uh, lost in the second round uh, two years ago. Uh, and then he resigned this past season. So it's not like there was a crazy amount of success. It's not like they were knocking on the door. They never made, they made one conference final. They never made a cup final. They missed three out of his years and lost in the first round and other, you know, so, so again, I just think there's clearly some friction between the players and not only 
you know, the coaching staff, but probably the, the ownership group over, like they wanted a new voice or change of pace and it wasn't going to happen because he was so tight with the ownership there, you know? Um, so yeah, I just think it's very strange. Excuse me. And then there's also been all these rumors forever that like, oh, they were bullying Patrick Line A and that they don't listen to the coach and that there's clicks and that, that, you know, half the room is on, this person's side and the other half is on this side or like the European players feel alienated and all this other shit, you know, and listen, they're rumors. So there, there's no, unless a player comes out and says, this is the way it was, we won't know. And they're not going to do that. So, and you know, even when asked, I think, I think Wheeler even in a past interview kind of admitted that he maybe was harder. He didn't, he should have been less hard on Patrick line or something at the time. So, or maybe he he kind of like tried to a diff, uh, maybe a little bit more uh, curt approach with him, which he should have just been you know more calm and like hey listen I know this is hard like I'm here to help you you know but who knows I just think it, it does it does look kind of bad in my estimation because it's like he, he was going to leave anyway so well, he was not going to be he was not going to be your captain through midway through the season I guess the problem was if they couldn't find a taker for him then he was stuck as the captain and they want to like start grooming some of the younger guys to, you know what I mean? Well, it's never a good thing when you have to remove the captaincy or trade your captain. Like that's never, no, it's never a good situation. Yeah. But at the same time, you have, you have players like Ryan Getzlaff who was retiring and, you know, he's not nowhere near the player he once was, but he was still a serviceable player. You know what I mean? But right. he, but he, by all accounts, great captain. They all respect the the shit out of him, and they loved him. And maybe it's different because he did actually cap, like he wasn't captain, but he's won a cup with that team, right? When he was a rookie, him and yeah. him and Getzla, uh, or him and Perry, excuse me. So, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just this kind of just leads more credence, I think, to the fact that there was there has been a little bit of uh, dissension in that locker room. Um, although John Torella had a quote <laughs> also in the last week, right? Where he was like, he said he was really worried about the locker room, but so who knows about that? You know, is that just him being like, he thinks it's a country club atmosphere, you know, Tor- Torts is famous for, he was mad when guys would get work done, like would be on the mas- massage table thinking guys are hurting themselves by getting work done. You know, they, they're almost like hurting themselves more by trying to do that stuff. So Again, I don't know. There's a lot of dumb mentalities around the league, but uh, I don't know. TLDR, I to me, it seems kind of sus that they did this now. That they think it's almost better to like strip him now and do, bear that out in public. And he said the right things, obviously in the press conference. He said, "Look, you know, I'm choosing to just feel gratitude for the t- amount of time I got to wear it." But you know, it it's it's not like when they did it to Dustin Brown. Because you probably thought he was his game was falling off, and they were get, Kopitar was clearly the best player on that team, and they thought you know, but it it ended up working out, I guess. In although it's not like they won with Kopitar as captain, but you know Dustin Brown still stuck around and wore an A, and it was all right. They got over it, you know, and he's now he's got a fucking statue built of him outside of <laughs> the arena. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it just. To me, it seemed very a little so, strange. Wheeler and the Shifle Tower, they're both gone, right? Uh, Shifley, I think, is gone. 
Well, who knows? Maybe they're good. I mean, they still have. That's a problem. I think they they've done. I mean, they yeah, they have Pierre Luc Dubois. They have Wheeler, Con- uh, Connor. Scheid- well, the other problem is they know Ellis, that Dubois is going to leave eventually. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dick, um, I well, all right. So I mean, it's tough. Their defense kind of stinks. Well, they're in the central, which I th- not kind of the not, their defense stinks. Yeah, I think is Neil Pionk their best <laughs> defenseman right now. They have. <laughs> you want to hear? And Pionk, all, Pionk actually has proven to be pretty underrated. I just don't. He think is underrated, and is I. He, but is he? Is Neil, Neil Pionk? Pionk? Is he a number one defenseman? Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, they, they have, have Morrissey, Nate Schmidt, Neil Pionk, Brendan Dillon, Dylan Logan DeMello, Stanley's one, right? Yeah, Logan Stanley, uh, Sandberg, and Hanola. I don't. Even, even I mean, I like. I like. The pro- I think they're probably I like most of their top six. I don't think Perfetti. This is a season he puts it together. Although he's going to be better, and one day he's going to be a great player. I just think his hockey IQ is too high. Wheeler is not the player he once was. He's slowing down, but he's a big body and he's can be effective. I think Shifley is a one dimensional player, but that one dimension is good, which is offense. Uh, Dubois is a good, good good player. Connor is an awesome player. Ehlers is an is an monster player. Their bottom six. I like their fourth line. Obviously, I think Morgan Barron, you know, I think that was a smart get from them. I think he's going to be a great fourth liner in this league for a while. And I like Veselainen and Toninato. They're good. But then their third line is like, eh, you know, Lowry, Appleton, and Harkins are just bodies. So there's not, I don't think they have a lot of value in their bottom six. But I think, you know, I guess it comes down to the fact that is Hellebuck has been one of, if not the, I think, one of the best goaltenders in the league for a long time. But he's getting up there now. So can he continue to do that? And then they have uh, who's his backup this year? Is it Rich? Big, uh, yeah, big save, Rich or Dick or whatever they call him. <laughs> Rich. Yeah, well, I forget what his uh, his nickname was, but it was something. It was like it's like Big Save Dick or something, or, whatever. <laughs> uh, or Big Dick Rick. Although actually, that's Rick Nash. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, other than obviously in the division they're in, other than. Uh, you know, obviously, other than the Coyotes and the Blackhawks, who are going to suck this year. I mean, St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota, and Colorado are all going to be awesome. So that's four teams who are clearly better than you in your own division. So you're hoping to beat out one of the other teams in the Pacific for a wild card spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what? I don't even... I kind of like what the Jets are doing. It's like let's rebuild now. You're, we're clearly not going to no, beat that's, these other teams. No, exactly. That's what let's I think. Start the rebuild, and then when those teams are at their their wits' end and you know desperately trying to hang on, maybe that's the time where we can leapfrog those teams, and we're the team to beat. You know, I mean, if you have a chance to get Connor Bedard, you fucking do it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. You know, it's just. This is the year. This draft is going to be stacked. <laughs> like, you know, Adam Fantilli, Matt Vigmichkov, Connor Bedard, like, uh, who else is supposed to be? Yeah, there's a lot of good, uh, you know, I, Oliver Moore I really like, uh, Brandon Yeager. There's there's a lot of good centers this year. If, you, if your team needs a future center, one of Bedard, Fantilli, uh, Jaeger, who else? Uh, like Caleb Ritchie or or what's like a Dvorsky. 
like there's a lot of center prospects. Uh, Stromel, uh, who is going to be in Wisconsin next year, there's like some really, really good center prospects. This this next upcoming draft is literally stacked with centers. So, and that's what every team wants. So, yeah, be bad. Allow yourself to be shit. You know. So. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah. No. It's. It, I get it. I mean, we're just in a completely different spot than the Jets. It's thank God. Like, I, I look at like some of these teams. I don't know. I just scratch my head. I, I don't even know how. Like, well, the Rangers were were in that spot. They were kind of floundering around. I think. But and you re- we were there for like a second. Yeah. Well, like. that's the thing. I think you know, they were like, they were smart yeah, we enough. Had, well, you know what it was, James, is that the, the Rangers had done it that way for into the dark ages and then they were competitive but then i think smartly i think they realized what they had done with the whole lundquist you know i think it's a problem is that they're i feel like in the 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 competitive span the rangers had other teams had already like been good gotten shitty and then got good again where the rangers just tried to get the most out of it where they realized why they had Henrik Lundqvist got them to farther than they should have so many times. They said, why could we never get over the hump? And it's like, Oh, cause all these other teams have more than a generational goaltender. They have generational forwards and generational defensemen or, or excuse me, or they have franchise defensemen. And we literally have Henrik Lundqvist, Ryan McDonough and insert whoever here, nobody, you know what I mean? <laughs> they literally just, so I think it was just more the collective body of work revealed to them. They had no super, but that's different. This team has a uh, a Norris Trophy winner, like top, arguably top three defenseman in the NHL. It has arguably a top three, also goaltender in the NHL. They didn't know that at the time, but they they have arguably a top uh, five winger in the NHL. They have arguably a top fifteen center in the NHL. So it's got it's got you know more pieces than the Henrik Lundqvist teams could have ever really dreamed of you know what i mean so um so yeah so but yeah to your point i think it was the fact that they kind of that their window was open so long with lundquist that it's almost like they got to ask themselves why did every single year we fall short even though we were right in it you know and then it just stands reveal itself to them and they realize we have to re because there are some teams that refuse to rebuild it's always well look at the flyers they've been retooling on the fly forever and they did it again (laughs) This year, you know, so they're going to try to be better this year. They let themselves be bad one year. Uh, but every other time when they're the Flyers are bad, it's not because they're trying to be bad. It's because they're like, I can't we're supposed to be better than this, which is a problem because it's like you made a move to get this guy. You gave a first to get Rasmus Ristolainen. You need to you need to spend those first round players on players that are good, not Rasmus Ristolainen. You know what I mean? So we shall see how they are. But yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we have our first preseason game in like eight days. Yeah, I'll so, be there. I'm going. You're going. Andy's I'm going. going. We, I, you know, the Islanders are coming into town and, uh, you know, that'll be exciting. And it's like, geez, I mean, obviously we spent a lot of time on the Winnipeg Jets and a lot of time on the MSG and just <laughs> the Rangers, you know, not being able to advertise a simple prospect game. Um, but you know, there's a lot to be excited about going into this season. And, you know, it, it's just a weird, it's just a weird time of the year right now because you, you, you realize that, you know, 
you know, at least for me as a New York Ranger fan, going through the ups and downs that we have been over the last couple of years and off the high of high that we had going to the Eastern Conference final this year, you know, and, you know, I don't know how about other New York fans feel, but you feel obviously the Yankees are competing for a championship. The Mets are supposedly competing for a championship. Look I don't good know today. They know it every night. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Giants started off hot, you know, 2-0. and The Jets are 1-1. One one. They won a game. You know, they're not <laughs> under 500. So, yeah. you know, you almost feel like that's a Super Bowl victory in itself. Um, you, you almost feel like, like there's a vibe in New York right now. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, preseason can't come soon enough. I'll be just as, as excited for preseason as I am for the regular season just to watch New York Rangers hockey and just kind of see how, you know, this new look of the New York Rangers that they kind of have this year, uh, you know, how it feels and works out. And, you know, just very curious to see how they, you know, coordinate the lines uh, over the preseason to see what we're working with come time for the regular season so uh anything else andy nope just as excited as you uh to your point with most of the teams in the the tri-state area actually being somewhat competitive uh you know we we debate whether or not the jets are just fluky competitive but it yeah the vibe like you said is there and i think it helps that uh a you know sports fans are also fans of other sports and when other te- other teams in the area are good they almost kind of like they glom onto all the teams it's like they're they're feeling good about their own team and they they're like they almost want to share in the fun with the other teams that are good not not obviously not rival football teams or be- or baseball teams or whatever but you know what i mean like you know giants fans and jets fans are happy about their own team they're also gonna be happy about the rangers being good or the the islanders or whatever the fuck their situation is um but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to go to that preseason game. I'm excited to see Vitaly Kraftsoff back in the uh, blue, white, and red. I'm excited to see Brendan Othman, see if he can, you know, show a little. He's going to get sent down to, or down. He's going to get sent back to junior. But I want to see what he can do. Can he make it interesting? Is Will Cooley hell-bent on locking in a bottom, a fourth-line role with his team? You know what I mean? Is he going to show that? He's going to be physical. Zach Jones, is he as motivated as he's been talking about in these these interviews with the the media, right? Uh, Lafreniere, Heedle, and Kako, are they going to build upon what we saw in the playoffs? So there's a lot of speculative positivity surrounding this team based on what they did last year. Um, so, and I think that'll help them right they're just the fact that they have they should hopefully carry that swagger over being a a shorter summer saying hey we were just right there i was just right in this moment it's not like oh well anything can happen it's like no fuck that we have a our our goaltender won the vesna you know we have the the aforementioned uh top five players at their positions that i had mentioned we were a fucking good team you know we now we have trocek who's a good center to like to lock it down let's go for it so it'll be fun to see uh I think rookie camp. Sorry, my dog is playing. Uh, rookie camp ends Tuesday. It'll be interesting to see who makes the final cut. You know, um, I like the, those fringe guys, the Bobby Trevino's and the other players that have kind of been kicking around this organization a little bit too long as a prospect. We'll see what happens to them. But uh, yeah, I, there's plenty of storylines, which is what we mentioned. And that's what we fans are mostly invested in. We're invested in the storylines surrounding the players and the personalities of this team. So, yeah, it's just I want to see how it plays out. 
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.